Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Takes a shot, runs into the box, shot, score! It's time for Atlanta Sucker Tonight. Tune in as Jason Longshore gives you insight and analysis on the beautiful game, including headlines from around the world of soccer. Rebound! Score! This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight, brought to you by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Jason Longshore. Let's kick it. Atlanta soccer tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Welcome to our weekly show where we cover soccer in Atlanta, all over the state of Georgia, all over the southeast, all over the United States, all over the region, all over the world, all over all of it. That's what we do on AST. And in the first segment, we always talk about Atlanta United and what they have been up to lately. And it's been an eventful couple of days here in the Atlanta United universe. A great home win, 2-0 over Philadelphia. We got rumors and rumors and rumors and a trip to Canada on Saturday. But let's start with the match against Philadelphia yesterday at the Benz. Coming off of a 4-0 loss on the road, Atlanta United needed a strong performance, not just a win. They needed a strong performance. You, you needed to answer back after a loss like you saw at Red Bull Arena. And they did. I mean, just flat out, they, they did. And I, I think the most important aspect of it is the clean sheet. And for a team that has struggled defensively all year long to not just get a win, not just score two goals, they've, they've done that quite a bit this season, but to get the clean sheet against a team in Philadelphia who's one of the best in the Eastern Conference, it's a very impressive performance all the way around. And the first goal is the key. Getting on the board early. Getting on the board first. I talk about it all the time. Game state. Game state is something that I, I've really tried to... I think drill home its importance in 2023 because it's not just that they scored. It's that they scored early. And against a team like Philadelphia and Red Bulls the, the week prior and Montreal to a degree this weekend, although their style is a little different, you want to get on the board first because the opponent, especially for a Philadelphia and a Red Bulls, they're not comfortable carrying the play and chasing a game. You know, we see this across sports in general where, you know, some teams are not good teams coming from behind. They're just not built that way. If you have a, a football team that is great at running the ball and can run the ball all day and control the clock, 
when they fall behind and you're asking them to start throwing the ball around and picking up yards in large chunks, yeah, that's not really their game. They're not built to do that. Philadelphia is not built to play from behind and play with the ball. They're, they're built to not have the ball and be disruptive. When they concede that early, it's difficult for them. And that goal, look, it wasn't a characteristic Atlanta United goal. The way the the opportunity was created, the free kick from Tiago Almada is becoming a characteristic Atlanta United goal, even though this one didn't go directly in. It's off the rebound. He called bank, by the way. I heard it. it it's the ball over the top. It, it was a just kind of a, a ball that's put up over the top and asking questions. And... Nathan Harrell didn't have any good answers for that. those questions that Tiago Almada asked with the ball over the top for Yakimakis. It's a bad foul. It's kind of a dumb foul to, to commit in that moment. It was not a penalty, and it was not dog-so. And I'll, I'll get into that here in a second. But the ball from Almada that early in the game caught Philadelphia by surprise, caught their new starter in the team in the match by surprise and Nathan Harriel. And it just, they didn't handle it well. So it's called a penalty initially. You go to VAR and they decide that it's not a penalty. That was the right call. You see the replay and the initial grab is a good bit outside the 18. Um, it continued on and I think there was a trip after the grab. You could have allowed it to go through. I think it's the right call to to call it back. I, I thought it was outside watching it live. The replay showed that the foul started outside. I'm good with it being a, a free kick on the outside. I did think it was very funny that uh, while Philadelphia was arguing after it was set up and, and they were allowed to put every player they could find in the wall and Funny how last year I, I seem to remember making a big deal about Rocco Rios Novo trying to set his wall and the referee just blew the whistle instead and Maurizio Pereira scored for Orlando in that. Well, <laughs> Joe Bendick had a lot of time to find every Philadelphia field player and get them involved in the wall, it felt like. Have a player lying down behind it. Have seven, eight players in the wall. I don't know. It was, it was ridiculous. Had all time in the world. So much time that Tiago Almada actually tried to back the ball up. He wanted a little more room to work with. And full credit to Ted Uncle for saying, no, 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 the foul's actually closer. You want a little more space in that. It's so close to goal, it's hard to get it up over a wall and down under the crossbar in that situation. Tiago knew what he was doing, trying to back up. He got a little fortunate with putting it into the wall and it coming straight back, and he's able to hit the volley. Good for him. That's an amazing goal. Um, you can't ever expect that kind of a bounce to fall perfectly for you, but I love how he took advantage of it and got it right. Uh, the dog-so aspect of it, it's dog-so if the ball's on the ground. Like, if, if Yakimakis is, is if, he's, if he controls it first, let's say, if he brings it down out of the ground, out of the air, and it's on the ground and he's grabbed and fouled, I would go Dogso because he's going to shoot. In this situation, you don't know if he controls it well enough to shoot. That takes the obvious goal scoring opportunity out of it. It is denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity. That's the acronym Dogso, and. With that ball in the air and him trying to bring it down kind of over his shoulder, I don't think it's an 
obvious one that he brings it down well enough to be able to take that shot. If Harrell just recovers and takes that away, then that's easier for Philadelphia to deal with. So not a dog so in my opinion, not a penalty. I think they got it right. Almada made him pay. Great, great start to the game. Atlanta United was up for the fight after that. It was a, a good performance all the way around. Philly had some good moments, good start to the second half especially, but ultimately they were only able to get one shot on goal. That was it. Just one. It was great to see Brooks Lennon get his goal to put the game away. And I loved what Brooks Lennon had to say after the match, talking about the U.S. men's national team. Remember, Lennon had a call-up last offseason, not the past, sorry, two offseasons ago, um, going into 22. He was in national team camp, was injured. That's why he was sent back early, uh, injured for most of the preseason last year. That was a little bit of a hindrance, but had that time. He was on the preliminary roster for the Gold Cup, didn't get selected. And here's what Brooks Linden had to say from the locker room yesterday about the U.S. men's national team. Uh, I haven't heard anything from them uh, as of right now. Um, obviously very um, you know, disappointed not to make the Gold Cup roster. And, you know, what can I do? I have to focus on myself now and, um, you know, do as well as I can at Atlanta United keep my head down, keep working hard every single day, improve, like I said, um, and try to be the best <clears throat> all-around player I can be so that, you know, Greg and his staff give me an opportunity. Another one of the big storylines in this one was the formation change, and it was dramatic and drastic and a million different things that it was a tweak, and it worked very, very well. Gave the team a little bit more of a defensive base, uh, changed the personnel a little bit as well. Here's what Gonzalo Pineda had to say after the match when he was asked about how long the team had kind of been preparing for this possibility. Well, uh, I have to come back to 2021. 2021 was back five. George Bello, Anton Walks, um, Mike Robinson, Alan Franco, and Brooks Leno. That was the back five. Santi with Rosetto Mosley, then uh, Marcelino or um, Barco, then Joseph and, and Luis. So that was very similar to what we did today with different players. Um, and this year, at the beginning, precision and that, out of the back four, we were tweaking at times to back three with Andrew Guman as a center back, right? So I think the game model doesn't change. So then making these little tweaks is easier when we're playing the same style and it's just a little adjustment. Um, but I think the credit is always to the players because uh, we can have the master plan here, but if they don't have the determination, the commitment, the hard work, the intelligence to play the game model and adjust at times things that we didn't review in the film or in the training session and they do better, they, they understand the situation and, and play the right pass or, or do the right run or, or, or just, just, just the decision-making is good. I think it's all on the players. So it was a great performance. I just told them that individually and collectively, it was fantastic. I cannot think of one player that didn't have an outstanding game. I think everyone had an outstanding game, and that's what we need. That's the standard. I'll totally agree with that. And, and two players I wanted to mention specifically, Juan Parata and Amar Sadich, two guys who did so many good things in this match. Sadich on the ball and off. He was very good defensively. Three interceptions, also getting stuck into the tackles, blocking passes, blocking shots. Juan Parata had four blocked shots, leading the center back trio with Ronald Hernandez on the right side of that and Luis Abram on the left side. Parata did a great job 
organizing things and making sure that everything was in sync in the way that they played, stepping out, catching players offside, things like that. Porata was so good with his organization and his communication in this one, as well as perfectly timed challenges, blocking shots. Again, doing all the things that you have to do to get these kind of results. And something Atlanta United hasn't done well with. I mentioned it a few weeks ago on the show. They're last in the league in blocks, blocked shots, blocked passes, last in the league. It's the the real defensive metric that stands out in terms of, of them struggling. They've had some better performances since we first started talking about this. They need to continue that, and they need to continue this kind of grittiness that it's going to take on the road in Montreal. Coming up in five minutes on AST, we're going to get into the game in Montreal on Saturday. We're going to get into today's rumor mill, and it's it's a it's spinning pretty hard. The rumor mill. We're going to get into the international competitions going on as well. U.S. Men's National Team, Women's World Cup coming up later this summer. Gold Cup updates, all of that in five on AST. Coming up next on ninety two nine, the game and the Odyssey app. When it comes worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To the world of soccer, we've got you covered. This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back, Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Let's finish up on the Atlanta United front. Uh, rumors today, and these have been 
at least confirmed by a lot of different people who are saying they have sources. Of course, no official announcements as of yet, but Tom Bogert of The Athletic, as well as many others, reporting that Andrew Gutman will be traded to the Colorado Rapids. Now, in that trade, according to Bogert, Atlanta United would receive a 2023 this season international roster slot and general allocation money. And if you're new to MLS, it's not exactly salary cap space, but that's the best way to explain it. You can't use it purely as cap space, but you can use it in a lot of different ways that you would use cap space. So think of it as cap space. So you're getting an international roster slot, which are limited around the league, and you're getting some cap space from Colorado as part of a trade involving Andrew Gutman. It has not been announced officially as of yet. It has not been confirmed by either club, but reporters are confirming that their sources are telling them it will be confirmed. Also from Tom Bogert, and this had been talked about as well from sources in Europe, Atlanta United finalizing a deal to sign midfielder Tristan Muyumba of Gingamp of France, the second division in France. He's 26 years old, played 35 games in the French second division this season. He's a defensive midfielder. Different kind of player than the defensive midfielders you have. I don't know if it's necessarily better or worse. I think it's different. Um, the French second division is, at times, it can be a hard one to judge players coming out of there. There's a lot of talent there. Uh, there's also players who don't necessarily translate to other leagues. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see what Muyumba could give Atlanta United if that signing goes down. And if the other trade goes down with Gutman and you get an international roster slot, everything thing kind of falls into place, right? Uh, Andrew Gutman has been a fan favorite for Atlanta United. I think he's been a very good acquisition. Remember, Atlanta traded $75,000 in GAM to Cincinnati to get the number one spot in the waiver draft uh, a couple of years ago. They drafted Gutman and then had to do a transfer deal with Celtic, who couldn't get a work permit for Gutman, uh, so they were kind of stuck. I don't know if those terms were ever public. Uh, Gutman was then loaned to the Red Bulls for the 2021 season because George Bellow was getting significant minutes here, and you knew that he was going to go kind of in the near term. So Bellow needed to play. Gutman was loaned out. You got money in that deal as well. Sounds like up to possibly 50000 in GAM in that loan. Um, and a draft pick that you'll get next year as well, which I'd forgotten about. And then you're going to get a good return um, when it comes to Gutman from Colorado. And with Caleb Wiley's development, with the potential of playing things like the 3-4-2-1 that we saw on Sunday, you've got the depth at fullback to be able to make that happen. And Andrew Gutman, I think, has been a really good contributor for Atlanta United. I think he's been a great attacking fullback. I think defensively, there's been some issues there, and maybe it's a little bit of recency bias. There's been some recent issues there at Red Bull Arena and in the previous game against NYC as well. I think Andrew Gutman is a very good fullback in Major League Soccer, and Colorado could use the help, and I think he'll get pl plenty, plenty of playing time there, and I think he'll be a, a good member of that squad. But if you're looking at potentially playing Wiley as a left back if you play a line of four, or playing the 3-4-2-1 and playing Wiley as a wing back, 
Ronald Hernandez getting the time at center back. You're going to get Miles Robinson back. You have the potential to play Robinson, Porata, and Abram as three center backs. If you want to go that route, you have Hernandez who can play that third center back spot like Gutman has in the past. It's a move that you can make, and especially if you need that international roster slot and you need some cap space to work with. Uh, Andrew's been a great guy with us, with the media. He's been a great guy with us on 92.9 The Game. He's been willing to, to talk after games, and he's always been, I think, really genuine and really thoughtful in having those conversations with members of the media. So we'll wait and see if this move gets officially announced. The window in MLS opens on Wednesday and that's when moves can be official. Things can be announced before that, but the actual roster machinations don't take effect until Wednesday. Tomorrow's a holiday. I there are games tomorrow. We'll talk about that in the last segment, but I don't know if there would be an announcement tomorrow. It might be on Wednesday if the rumors are correct. Now, let's look at Saturday in Montreal. Um Club de Foot Montreal, the former Montreal Impact, they had a streak of eight straight clean sheets at home broken. Yeah, that's correct. Eight straight clean sheets in all competitions at home. That was broken in a 1-0 loss to NYCFC at Stade Saputo on Saturday night. Now, Montreal's missing a lot of players. We'll see if they get any of their injury issues back, and they might get a player back from the Gold Cup as well. Missed Matthew Schwanier, Romel Kyoto, Samuel Piet, Lassie Lapalainen, all due to injury. Zachary Broguillard was away with Canada at the Gold Cup. Aaron Herrera away with Guatemala at the Gold Cup. Both have an opportunity to advance to the knockout rounds. Both also have an opportunity to get knocked out. Those games are tomorrow. So Montreal will not be at 100%. Neither will Atlanta, although they will get Jay Fortune back, you would expect, with Trinidad and Tobago eliminated. They will get Derek Etienne back with Haiti eliminated. So that's two players that you'll get back into the squad for this weekend. You won't get Miles Robinson back. He did play yesterday for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, for Montreal, players to watch, in my opinion, Mason Toy, two goals and an assist and five starts since coming back from injury. And Bryce Duke. I really like Bryce Duke. He kind of grabbed my attention when he was with LAFC. I uh, went to Miami. I thought he was a pretty good fit for Miami. They ended up making the trade because they wanted to get Kamal Miller. He's got two goals and two assists with Montreal since the trade. I think Bryce Duke is a handful, and he's a really good fit for Aaron Losada's style. They're going to press. They're going to be very disruptive, but they press to get the ball back. They do want possession. They're not a team like Philly and Red Bulls who don't who really don't want the ball. Montreal wants the ball. It's more of the Marcelo Bielsa leads kind of idea of we are going to fight like maniacs to get the ball back, but then we want to play. We, we want to create opportunities. And I'm curious to see how Atlanta handles their press from Montreal because I think it's even more aggressive in some ways. You could say reckless, uh, but it's different because they want to get the ball back back and you're just not constantly under siege of long balls have to win the second ball it's not that kind of a game so I think the two opponents before Montreal actually helps Atlanta United but they've got to be as sharp with the ball as they were against Philadelphia they picked their spots to play long they were smart with the ball they didn't turn it over in dangerous spots you've got to do those same things on the road in a very tough place to play lately for Atlanta United and this season in general Stad Saputo is a very difficult place to get points in. Atlanta United needs to get some on Saturday night. Now, mentioned U.S. Men's National Team, mentioned Gold Cup. Let's get caught up on what's going on. Back-to-back -back strong wins for the U.S. MNT. They win their group in the Gold Cup. It is the 16th time out of 17 
times in the Gold Cup to win the group. Striker, Jesus Ferreira. Three first-half goals against Trinidad and Tobago. First U.S. men's national team player ever to score consecutive hat-tricks in international competition. You can point to the opponents all you want. That's fine. But he, he's, did, he's done something nobody's done. Like, you've played some of these same kind of opponents before. They hadn't played St. Kitts and Nevis before, but I digress. You've played CONCACAF opponents before. Nobody's had back-to-back hat tricks like this. So full credit to Jesus Ferreira. Man, the Bird app just picks the guys that they want to yell at all the time, and Ferreira has been that guy. He's a talented player. He's very talented. Is he Ferreira Balogun? No, he's not. He's very good, though. Is he Ricardo Pepe? No, no. Can he be those guys? Yeah, he might be able to be those guys. So let's calm down with trying to downplay something that has never happened before, and Jesus Ferreira did it. That was pretty cool. Um, U.S. crews passed Trinidad and Tobago 6-0. It wasn't a strong opponent. It wasn't a strong matchup here. They're going into the quarterfinals. We'll find out who they play tomorrow. They might play Canada. That's not who you necessarily want to see at this stage. Some other news on the national team front, and we'll include Gold Cup updates here too. Christian Pulisic, sounds like he's going to turn down Lyon. He wants to go to Milan. He has agreed to a deal in principle with the Serie A club, according to ESPN. Lyon came forward with an offer. A lot of it is add-ons. It's not a lot of money up front. Chelsea's going to want that cash. Christian Pulisic wants to go to Milan. He's not going to Liga. Timothy Weah is going to Liga. He's going to Juventus. Uh, around 12 million pounds in the deal that will go to Lille. He will go to Serie A and play for Juve. Um, five-year deal. Curious to see how he gets used. I hope he gets used better than Weston McKinney did, who got loaned out. Um, I'm a little worried about that, but we will see. Timothy Weah has a big opportunity going to a big club like Juve. Brendan Aronson. At Leeds, they got relegated. Aronson, it wasn't clear if he was going to stay or not. Looks like he's going to go out on loan to the Bundesliga, to Union Berlin, who will be playing in the Champions League. So that's a big opportunity for Brendan Aronson. He'll play alongside Jordan Pifak at Union Berlin as well. I think his style of play really suits the Bundesliga. So I'm excited to see this move for Aronson and his continued development. Gold Cup updates. Mexico, they lost to Qatar 1-0. Now, they still won the group, and they did rotate heavily. But they lost to Qatar 1-0. That was a surprising result. That win puts Qatar into the quarterfinals as a second-place team. USA and Jamaica out of Group A advance to the quarterfinals. Group C, Group D will be decided tomorrow. Group D plays first at 6.30. Canada's in third place. They're playing Cuba. They've got two draws. But they should go through because first-place Guadalupe and second-place Guatemala play each other and they both know that they really need to win because Canada's a huge favorite to beat Cuba. Group C, Panama's advancing. They might not win the group, but they're advancing. They'll play El Salvador, who has to win to have any chance to advance. Martinique is in second in the group. They're on three points. They face Costa Rica, who also has to win to have any chance to advance. Hasn't been a good tournament for Costa Rica. Panama, very strong. Women's World Cup. We have some odds as we're just a few weeks away from the tournament starting. The U.S. women's national team is the favorite, according to Caesar Sportsbook, plus 225. That would be, if, if that happens, if they win, that would be their third consecutive title. It's never been done on the Men's World Cup, never been done in the Women's World Cup. 
The U.S. was listed at 350 in 2019. They were listed at 225 in 2015 at this stage before the tournament. England is the second favorite at plus 375. Germany at plus 650. Spain at plus 700. And that's my sleeper to look at is Spain. France at plus 800. That's the top five in terms of favorites. couple of updates on the Women's World Cup side. Uh, for Australia, one of the hosts of the tournament, Kaya Simon, Simon is... Coming back to make this team, nine months after tearing her ACL, she's going to be in the squad. Nine months ago, when she tore ACL, looked like there's no chance she's going to be able to play in a World Cup, and she would have missed her second straight through injury. She plays for Tottenham in the Women's Super League in England. Um, she hasn't played, obviously, since the ACL tear. She's going to be a substitute option. They see her as a potential game changer off the bench. And full credit to the squad for understanding that you're not necessarily picking her to come in and start game one. You're not even necessarily picking her to contribute in game one or maybe game two or maybe even game three. You're thinking that in a month when you're getting into that last round of group games and you're starting to look ahead to knockout games, which Australia should be looking ahead to, that she'll be in a good spot to be able to contribute. She has a great connection with Sam Kerr, who is one of the golden boot favorites, one of the leading players in this tournament. So Kaya Simon making the squad nine months after an ACL tear. That's just incredible to me, and hopefully she can be a big part of it after missing out in 2019 due to injury. Now, England, that second favorite in the Women's World Cup, they had a scoreless draw with Portugal, and I think it created more questions than answers when it comes to who's going to play up front for England. The Lionesses, who are the defending European champions, uh, Serena Wigman in charge took the Netherlands to the final in 2019. This is her first World Cup with England. I don't know if she's settled on a lineup, and that's a challenge. They've had injuries, and there's a lot of teams in this tournament who have had injuries, players coming back from injury, players who are questionable for the tournament. Lots of question marks in that regard. England has some serious ones after a really disappointing scoreless draw with Portugal. We're going to have a lot of coverage of the Women's World Cup on AST, also some bonus programs on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. But coming up next, three local stories, four headlines, three things that make me smile about this game that we love so much. The 3-4-3 coming up next in five on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
time to wrap up tonight's show with the 343. Three, four. Three. Three local stories, four headlines from around the world, and three things that made you smile about the game. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back, Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. It's the 343. This is how we close out every show, and it's look kind of appropriate after Atlanta United played kind of a 3-4-3. I called it a 3-4-2-1. I know some people were calling it a Um, (laughs) 3-5-2. This all goes to show you that formations are possibly a little overrated in terms of how important they are. I think it was a 3-4-2-1, but that's way too many different sections for this show. So we're in the 3-4-3, and let's start on the local side of the three with number one, the NPSL Southeast Conference. Going into the last weekend of the regular season, Apotheos FC in Kennesaw. They've clinched the top seed. They will host a semifinal, looks like a week from Wednesday or thereabouts, with the conference final being a week from Saturday. Now, they'll host the semifinal. They would host the final if they get there. Georgia Revolution from McDonough. They will host Georgia Storm from Carrollton on Saturday night. The Storm were eliminated from playoff contention on Saturday, fell 2-0 to Charlottetown. They're going to try to play spoiler. The, the rivalry between the Storm and the Revs is a really good one. And if you're free on Saturday night, you're not making the trip to Montreal, head down to McDonough High School and check out a really good local game with some big stakes because the Revs, don't have a spot in the playoffs clinched, but they could also end up hosting a semifinal as well if they win and other results go their way. So should be a really fun one. McDonough High School, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, Georgia Storm versus the Georgia Revolution. Now, number two on the local side, the Georgia Impact. They finished their first WPSL season over the weekend with a big win in Birmingham. The club from Canton finished 5-1-2 and two in their inaugural campaign. They drew great crowds at Cherokee High School. It was an absolute honor to call some of their games this season, and I just can't wait to see how they grow next summer with local talent coming up from the youth side of the Georgia Impact Club, local college players playing significant roles, and also players who have finished their college time and are coaching or doing personal training and are involved in the club Really fun experience to be part of the Georgia Impact's first season, and I can't wait for next summer in the WPSL. Hopefully more teams in the area joining, but also hopefully playoff games in year two for the Georgia Impact. Number three on the local side, the Georgia State Soccer Association. They have added two more National D coaching license courses. July 8th is the first day of it. September 3rd is the second day. That's going to be down in Columbus. And August 14th for the opener and October 8th to close out the course. That's going to be in Grovetown. They're filling up really quickly, so don't wait to get a spot. And I don't know if there's going to be any other National D license courses this year. You can register at learning.ussoccer.com com and you can do a search for courses in the state of Georgia. And if you're just looking to, if you're coaching your kids, if you're looking to get involved, honestly, if you just want to learn more about the game and how coaching, especially coaching kids goes, highly recommended to take some of these courses. Um, even if you don't end up coaching a team, 
you're gonna learn something in these courses. It's it's been really good to see the increased focus on coaching education from not just the Georgia State Soccer Association, but the United States Soccer Federation as well. Has to continue to improve and get deeper and broader, and there needs to be more, I think, kind of in-service learning opportunities. And also, pricing needs to come down a little bit. It can't be a barrier for coaches. We need more coaches. We need more highly trained coaches. I'm glad there's more courses. They need to be a little more accessible, and we need more in-service learning once you get your license to continue that development. And I hope to see all that continue to grow. It is miles from where it was 10 years ago. It's only going to be better in the next decade, but we have to keep working to get there. Four headlines from around the world. And number one, we got to get caught up on some silly season updates and rumors. And Tiago Almada's name has come up in the silly season rumor mill. Uh, today, an Argentine journalist reported Manchester City and Manchester United have been inquiring, I think is the uh, verb that was used. I'm sure there's a lot of people inquiring or checking on him or scouting him or following his progress. I mean, we can come up with all kinds of different ways to put it. There's going to be a lot of clubs who are interested. Curious to see who ends up cutting a check that is large enough to get a deal done and when that happens, because that will affect how Atlanta United responds in kind. Do they have time to go out and replace him? Do they have to wait till the next window to replace him? We don't know yet because the MLS window will close in early August to have players come in, but the major European leagues, the incoming windows for them will close at the end of August. And if he goes later in August and the MLS window is already closed to add players, you can't replace him. And you need to be prepared for that possibility the later you get into this window. It's going to be fascinating, silly season around MLS and especially here in Atlanta. But in Europe, some of the updates from today. Bayern Munich, they are planning to make a second offer to Tottenham for Harry Kane. That's according to Sky Sport. Arsenal closing in on an agreement with Ajax for Jurian Timber. He was a player I really liked at the World Cup for the Netherlands. Uh, ESPN is reporting that the clubs are in talks. Timber can play as a center back. He can also play as a right back. Kind of a perfect fit for Mikel Arteta's arsenal. So that move makes tons of sense for me. Uh, this one makes tons of sense as well. Manchester City preparing an opening bid for RB Leipzig defender Josko Vardial, another player who stood out at the World Cup for Croatia, except for when Lionel Messi took him to school late in that semifinal. Uh, sources have told ESPN that Manchester City have opened talks with RB Leipzig. They haven't put an offer in yet, but Vardial, 21 years old, he wants to go to City. RB Leipzig will make him available for the right amount of money. Manchester City probably has that right amount of money. So when it gets done, it'll get done, but I think it gets done. Another one, Atletico Madrid. They are closing in on a deal for Chelsea captain Cesar Aspilicueta after announcing the signing of Javi Galan. So Atleti is trying to bolster their team. Aspilicueta, one year left on his Chelsea contract. Chelsea won't block his departure. Um, they'll let him go. Now Atleti wants to continue to get better to really put forth a title challenge to Barcelona and Real Madrid in La Liga. Newcastle United deal is done for Sandro Tonali from Milan. Five-year contract through 2028. Uh, the deal reportedly over $76 million in a transfer fee with the add-ons. 
Uh, Milan fans not happy about this one at all. It sounded like Tonali didn't necessarily want to go until he was kind of nudged to go. Look, $76 million is a lot of money. Um, but Tonali was a player that Milan could have built around for a decade. So Milan fans not happy about what's going on at their club. Al Nasser, remember the club of Pitti Martinez, as well as the club of Cristiano Ronaldo. They... They have made a lucrative offer to Andre Onana, who is very much in demand right now. The goalkeeper at Inter, Manchester United is interested in him. Onana, the first-choice goalkeeper for Cameroon. He is also the first-choice goalkeeper for Al Nasser in this silly season window because they're going to be missing David Ospina for a significant portion of the upcoming season after he suffered an injury as well as the Saudi clubs are spending crazy amounts of money right now, and they are not done by any stretch. Uh, Bruce Dortmund, one more. El Trees, Edson Alvarez. Bruce Dortmund trying to get him from Ajax. Uh, they've been working on a deal for a while, but they have not got it, got it done yet. They are still working at it. Number two in the headlines, MLS. Six games tomorrow night on July 4th. This is going to be highlighted by El Trafico at the Rose Bowl. It will set a new attendance record for the league. It is already sold out. LAFC, second in the West, 2-4-1 since losing the CONCACAF Champions League final in early June. Heavy legs, injuries, something more, don't know. It's not been good for them. It wasn't good for them over the weekend. Galaxy hasn't been great for them, but they haven't lost in five. They've drawn four of those. Uh, they're second from the bottom in the West because they haven't picked up as many three points as they need. They got a bunch of injuries to uh, Caceres and Chicharito, both with knee injuries. It, it's a rough time for the Galaxy right now, but Greg Vanny still in his coaching position as of now. Columbus, six straight wins, six straight games without a loss, uh, one draw, five wins in those six. They head to Miami to face the Herons who are really getting ready for Lionel Messi and for Tata Martino and for Sergio Busquets and maybe more. But Miami needs points in a big way to have any playoff hopes once all those folks arrive. Uh, they've got to get something out of this. Columbus is a very difficult opponent to get something out of. Orlando hosting Toronto tomorrow night. Facundo Torres, five goals, one assist in his last four games. NYC, they'd went 11 games without a win. They beat Montreal. They host Charlotte. NYC's never gotten a result against Charlotte. Three games, three wins for Charlotte. Does that continue? We'll find out. D.C., they're going to be missing Christian Benteke. They travel to Frisco to face FC Dallas. And Colorado, they played nine games at home. They have not won a game at home yet. They host Portland, who lost 4-1 in Minnesota over the weekend. Number three on the headlines, our friends down in Brazil at Flamengo. They are trying to add a little more talent to their squad. They're chasing Nicolas de la Cruz from River Plate. Talented Uruguayan midfielder. He could be a new teammate of our former winger here in Atlanta, Luis Araujo. Flamengo has a ton of big games coming up. Right now, they're third in the Brazilian first division. Still a long way to go in the league. They're eight points behind Botafogo. They're in the quarterfinals of the Copa do Brasil on Wednesday. They're playing the knockout rounds of the Copa Libertadores starting in August. The draw for that is on Wednesday. They need more talent to get where they want to get because they're looking at doing the treble. They would love to get Nicolas de la Cruz. River Plate is not budging off of their release clause just yet, which is reportedly around $16 million. And number four on the headlines, I mentioned the Saudi Arabian League. Steven Gerrard 
He is the latest big name to head to Saudi Arabia. He will be the new manager of Al Etifak. That was announced today. ESPN reported that talks between the two had actually broken off, that Gerard had turned down an offer last month. I guess more money turned his head back around, and he took the job. Um, didn't have a good run at Aston Villa. He had a good run at Rangers. Mm. We'll see how this goes for him. Three things that make me smile about this game really quickly. Uh, number one, just the spectacle that El Trafico tomorrow night is going to be. July 4th, it's always been a big day for baseball in this country. Maybe a big July 4th MLS game will be a regular occurrence. Uh, I mean, big. Not We've had big games before. I mean, big. El Trafico at the Rose Bowl is big. We need to keep having these kinds of games on July 4th in Major League Soccer. Number two on the things that make me smile about the game, Soleil Washington. She was named to the Jamaican World Cup squad for the summer's tournament. She's going to be a senior at Chambly High School this this fall. She was named the Gatorade High School Player of the Year for the state of Georgia last week. She'll be one of the youngest players at the World Cup, 17 years old. And number three, Brooks Lennon, getting that moment in the sun yesterday, his 100th regular season match for Atlanta United. In my opinion, he is criminally underrated. His durability, his work rate, his consistent improvement, he deserves more acclaim locally and nationally. He deserved an all-star spot. He got my vote. And he also deserved to call up for the Gold Cup. And I hope he starts to get more attention because Brooks Lennon absolutely deserves it. Coming up later this week, stoppage time, live at 2 o'clock on Wednesday on the 92.9 The Game Facebook page. And the Five Stripes Countdown will start at 7 p.m. on Saturday night, live from Stade Saputo in Montreal as Atlanta United looks for three points in Quebec. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Thanks for downloading all of our content on the Off the Woodwork folder. That's where you get all of our soccer content from 92.9 The Game. Enjoy the holiday. Adios, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 